Hi guys, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. To get a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, uh, we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Uh, you can find the podcast on YouTube. Uh, you can also find the podcast anywhere you can get your podcast. And we're thankful that you guys are here and you're with us today. So <laughs> we've been waiting for this for a while. So I'm glad glad these guys are here. Um, if you watch the promo, you'll understand. That's all I got to <laughs> say. If you, watch, if you watch the promo, you'll understand. But I'm glad to have these guys here. So in our area, um, we're having kind of a, a young adult study each month. And I've really gotten to know these guys and uh, was really looking forward to working with them and, and seeing how we can help people. So uh, I'm really thankful that these guys are here. And so I'll give it to Dylan first to kind of introduce himself. And then I'll give it to Brandon and then we'll get started. It's uh, new to me to, to work the microphone. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, I'm Dylan. Uh, I'm from uh, Arnold. I've uh, worked there pretty much my whole life. Um, we have a, a young adult group there or a college group that we normally hang out with and we study and we uh, have a good time. Oh, I'll move it over to Brandon here. <laughs> Why don't you speak in there? <laughs> uh, my name is Brandon Kuykendall. I'm also part of the Arnold Church of Christ, uh, part of the same young adult group. We call it the, the Anchors. Me and Dylan and a few others are a part of. Well, you guys have a name. Yes, official name. <laughs> it's Very a nice. it's a mix up of names. <laughs> Mostly the anchors. Yeah, that's what we've known. That's how just how we've known it our whole life. So hey, hey, that works. Or our lifespan in the anchor <laughs> yeah. group, at least. Well, uh, all there is to really know about me is I'm trying to be a humble servant of Christ. Ooh, you're already starting off. Okay, yeah. I like Making it. Making us all look bad. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I, I asked I you if like that was it. all. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to say. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is going to be good. I'm, I'm really excited to have these guys. And, uh, you know, it, it's always good to meet uh, other young men who are, you know, trying to grow and, and trying to be what the Lord wants them to be. Um, you know, it, there's just kind of a natural bond there as we're getting better together. Um, this is what we want to do for each other while we're here. Um, but we also want to do that for you guys as you guys are listening. So here's our topic of what we're talking about. Um, learning to let go, right? Learning to let go. And so I want to start off here with a weird story that I heard a long time ago, but it was about a, a little girl who wanted a pet. And so she wanted a pet. And normally you think like, I want a bird or a dog or a cat. She's like, no, I want a squid. <laughs> I was a like, <laughs> okay, she wanted a squid. So her parents got her one. Uh, some people, that's really? dinner. <laughs> Yes. So got her a squid. So she goes in, puts the squid in the container. And so that's where the squid has to be in order for that girl to show the squid she cared about. It. So as days went by, she's like, man, I just love the squid. I just want to hold it. So she gets it and she takes the squid out. And, you know, like, remember on Looney Tunes where like, they would, like, squeeze their necks? Oh. So literally she, she would grab the squid and just wouldn't let go. But to her... She was like, I love it, though. But to the squid, you're literally killing me right now. <laughs> so the parents like, what are you doing? You got to put it back. And so when we talk about learning to let go, I think a lot of times, especially in our Christian walks, sometimes we can, um, we can hold on to things that the Lord doesn't want us to hold on to. But even if we have like great intentions with a job or, you know, with work or with whatever you want to put in that blank, but maybe it's not like the right thing at the time, maybe, or maybe it's not the right thing in general to really hold on to like that little girl held on to it. So I kind of want to pass a question here. So I'll, I'll give it to, to Brandon here. Why is it so hard or why do you think it is so hard for us to let go sometimes? 
Well, I like the uh, illustration you used with the girl there. And the squid and she's a ring out. Great imagery. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of illustrates why it's hard because our, our scope of understanding will always be very limited. Mm. There's only so much that we'll be able to expand. And I think the key of making it not so hard is remembering and understanding that our scope is limited. Ooh, I kind of like that. I need a pen. We're, we're going to take notes here. That's good. All right, <laughs> we have so, another mind melt session. <laughs> it's going to happen. So, I mean, and, and Dylan, what do you think about, like, why is it so hard? Even maybe for you or for others, why is it so hard to let go? Well, I think as uh, as humans, we have a, um, we get attached, or some of us get attached very easily. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, it's just hard to uh, um, be able to think, think about things sometimes because you get so attached and um you have to learn how to sit down and think about it, especially as guys yes um I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say a that's bit true. of it's something i'm working on as, yeah. as a guy yeah um and i'm probably gonna look at the camera while i'm saying this <laughs> men do not be afraid to talk about your emotions um say that again for the people in the back <laughs> okay are you listening <laughs> Here, let me, don't be afraid to talk about your emotions there you go um there it is because as guys it's naturally uh or it's just, it's just natural for us to just hold everything in. Absolutely. at least for me i oh, can't speak oh, yeah. for you two but, i'm with you um I'm with and you. Then it, you hold it in to a point where it just it just comes out yeah uh because i i have this joke where it's just like i get one i get I have a ticket for one cry a year and that's it. And then uh, I said that to one of the people at Arnold the other day and they're like, you need to get out more if that's the case. <laughs> but um, it's sometimes we just get so wrapped up and uh, we don't, we don't really sit down and think about things and how it really affects our, mm. um, our spiritual walk more or less just our personal everyday walk um, and how to really uh, let go. Man. And, and, we talked about this a little bit at the last study with us just in here where you guys mentioned like with the group that you have, like you've never not had it. So, I mean, it's always been there, but like for me, that hasn't always been there. So I haven't always had a consistent, you know, group or a consistent person. It's always like a revolving door, you know? So when you, when you talk about that, you know, learning to let go sometimes on one side of the coin, and we're going to get into a couple of texts to explain some of these things. But on one side of the coin, sometimes, like you said, we get too attached. But on the other side, when we see that it doesn't work, then we detach like too far. So it's like, you know what? It's never going to work. So I'm just going to be by myself and just isolate. <clears throat> so it's hard as we find that balance. Um, but as we kind of talk about this, guys, learning to let go, there's a lot of stuff in scripture. Um, it's kind of one of those topics where we know the scripture talks about it, but we never really dig in to see what it has to say. Right. Um, so, I mean, here, here's the first example we want to look at. And Jesus was the perfect person to learn how to let go. So let, let's open up the text here. Let's go to Luke chapter, uh, Luke chapter 22, Luke 22. And um, if one of you guys could read verse number 32, um, we'll, we'll kind of talk about how Jesus let go here. Luke 22 verse uh, 32. You, yep. yeah, you, can you got it. it. All right. Luke 22, verse 32. Is that correct? Yep. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. So when you think about Jesus learning to let go, how many times? I mean, Peter had failed him multiple times, multiple times. But in terms of letting go, 
Jesus was great at letting those around him do what they felt like they needed to do. So when we talk about learning to let go, if we see brethren hurting, if we see brethren going through things like the squid, nope, don't do it. You don't need, you need to stay here. You need to, and we'll squeeze them until they don't want to be here. So as you talk about it, I want you guys to kind of go through some of this here. Um, we'll start with, uh, with Dylan here. How do you think with Jesus here, specifically in Luke 22, how hard was it you think for Jesus to constantly see people just not choose them and let go? Um, I mean, I, I'd, I'd say it's probably one of the harder things to do. It's hard. Um, I mean, cause you got to think that, um, from the moment he was born, Jesus knew his destiny. Mm. Um, and in not only in this passage, but in, uh, was it John, is it John 11 where mm. you were, uh, or it, one of the chapters in John where he talks about, uh, him washing the feet of Peter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah John 13. Yeah. yeah. That's good. And, uh, he he looks both men in the eye, him and Judas, and he knows that Peter is going to um, deny him, and Judas will betray him. Mm. That's got to be the hardest thing that you can that you can comprehend. It, oh, it's and so as you talk about that, Brandon, what what are your thoughts on how Jesus was great at learning to let go here instead of holding on? Well, I think uh, a lot of it has to do with Jesus already knowing the outcome of his that's, that's knowing good. knowing why he's on earth and uh i like i think of uh lazarus when he um when he wept for lazarus he mm. wasn't weeping because lazarus um had died he knew that he was about to raise him again Ooh. he was weeping because he felt the sorrow of all those around him Ooh. He's trying to get deep on us. What's going on yeah. here? This is good. This is good. So now think about this though. So from this perspective, right, with us, and we'll get to some application here. So answering the question and looking at why is it so hard to let go? I think number one, and we mentioned this before in the intro, and this is this is one of my issues as well. Learning to let go means I think it's I think it's hard for us to let go because I don't want to give up a certain level of control. So I control situations, I control outcomes. So when you give that up, it's almost like you're letting the Lord do what he feels is best for you at the time. Mm -hmm. And so as you guys think about it, even in your own personal lives, like how hard is that to essentially kind of give up that control and let the Lord, I mean, whatever happens, that's what he wants. I think it's it's so hard to the point that we don't realize that we are clinging on to that control so hard, um, and that's it's kind of funny because that's the uh, that's like the the crux, if you will, of Christianity. I mean, yeah. To be a Christian, you gotta let go of the control, realize that you're not the one that's supposed to have the control all the time. That's hard to remember for me. I know. Yeah, you, you struggle with that too, just like that control factor of it. Yeah, I. Um, I mean, not just me, but I'm sure a lot of people can speak for themselves that, you know, deep down, there's a little bit of not, not just self wanting, but everyone wants things to go their way, obviously. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, sometimes you pray about things to go your way. And it's something I think that we talked about in our, like our chat uh, that we had uh, a while back or our brain, our brainstorm, just because you're going to pray about something. And you, you ask for a certain outcome doesn't mean that that's the case. 
um, and this is something that I was talking about with someone last night. Um, you can't always have good times. Yeah, you know, there's always Absolutely. both good and bad. But I think we intend to put more focus on the bad yeah. as Christians to make us stronger, uh, in order to uh, have a stronger walk with uh, God. It, it's so crazy when you think about learning to let go and and why it's so hard to give up control. I think about Psalm chapter forty six, verse ten. It's a it's a beautiful verse, but in this context, it's almost like an oxymoron. So the psalmist writer says, be still and know that I am God. So the crazy thing about it is when you guys find yourselves in, in tough situations, when the listeners find themselves in tough situations, it's the weirdest thing that the Lord says, like you mentioned, give up control, because that's literally almost the crux of Christianity, but also in the midst of things going insanely crazy in your life. He literally says, don't fix it. But like, again, as guys, what's the first thing we try to do in every situation? Got to fix it. I got to, I got to say the right thing. I got to send the right text. I got to, but instead of trying to fix it, it's almost like, especially this, I think for us, and you guys can talk about this concept as guys, it's so hard not to do anything, especially like when, you know, I, I feel like I should do something right now, but the Lord says, just let me handle it. That's so hard. I struggle with that for sure. Yeah. Me and Noel were literally talking about that before we came in here. <laughs> what, so what, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, what were your thoughts on it? Um, what were you talking about? Dylan was telling me that guys are fixers. That's our, that's our, something guys do, I guess. Yeah. It's part of our nature. <laughs> trying to figure out a complicated way to say it. Uh, but I think it has a lot, a lot to do with trying to understand everything. Ooh. That's again going back to giving up control, and that includes maybe not understanding everything all the time. That's that's hard for me. Oh, it's really hard. For I me. Uh, I gotta know everything. Me too. Oh. I, I feel like at least not even know everything. Like I feel like I want to at least be like a move ahead. Right, like I right. know what's coming, rather than just like the unknown of doing nothing and like not taking an action on doing something. Because I feel like if I'm not doing it's it's almost like that patience theory of, you know, those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength in Isaiah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you wait on the Lord, but where's that balance between waiting and taking action, between waiting and doing something? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's tough because now you always kind of find yourself, am I, am I supposed to say something? Am I supposed to do something? Or am I just supposed to just let it ride, you know, see what happens? So, I mean, a lot of people, I think, struggle with, with that concept. Um, but as I look more into this, guys, here's here's one of the things I want to look at, too. Um, I think another reason why it's tough to let go, and you guys mentioned a lot of stuff with understanding, with control. I think, number two, it's hard to let go because we just look with our physical eyes of what we see. So, you know, you think about Hebrews chapter 11, right? Verse, uh, I believe it's verse number one, right? So it, it talks about, you know, faith there. So it mentions now faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? But the evidence of things not seen, I think a lot of times what we can do is because I don't see it and because I don't see it happening, I got to do something. So Mm -hmm. you guys ever struggle with that concept of using these eyes rather than the eyes of faith? I I do certainly. I mean, 100%. That's, I mean, we're, humans aren't physical beings but we are currently piloting physical forms and 
that's how we perceive the world is through our physical form. It's all we know. And we got to learn to see past that, see through it. I couldn't tell you how. I haven't quite figured that out yet. <laughs> Me neither. It's, it's, but like, even with you, Dylan, like as we talked about it, even in here, um, it's almost like, and I think you mentioned this before talking about, like we mentioned the just man, right? In Psalm 37, we mentioned a lot of things, but in terms of, yeah, we really mentioned Psalm 23 a lot, talking about walking through the valley. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned sometimes we just don't want to walk through the storm, but we'd rather go to a good time. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that we always, I, I, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but a lot of people try to search for more of a good time than they do um, working out. And this kind of goes to what I was talking about before, where I'm trying to learn how to, I, I had I had a thing to where I was going to like, that I was going to apply by where if it's like, say, say you asked me a biblical question, right? Okay. And I can't give you a good enough answer. Right. I won't answer. Right. Or you get not even just biblical uh, question. I just, I just don't answer. Any question, right. Um, kind of goes back to the not really saying what you think mm-hmm. um, and being able to um, say what's on your mind, you know, and hold, hold, kind of or holding things in again. I, I guess that's where I'm going back to, but yeah, it goes back to that. It's, and that's a, um, and when you think about it, guys, that's a struggle in terms of talking with other people for me, but that's also, it can, it's easier to talk to the Lord about things. But in terms of talking to the Lord and talking to others, like I talk to him, it's like, literally I can sit in here in this office with a pizza and a TV and literally just look at the wall and not say anything for 10 hours. I'm completely satisfied. Yeah. Completely satisfied. So, you know, when things happen and when it gets tough, I'm naturally, okay, cool. So I'll I'll go back and I'll just go to my zone. I'll go to my zone and I'm Mm -hmm. fine with that. But again, there's a there's a benefit to it, but there's also that um, that disadvantage of you you're not doing anything, you're not growing, you're not you're not going through the problem. So I mean, again, Psalm twenty three verse four, yea, though I walk through right the valley of the shadow of death, you know, you're with me, your rod and your staff they come for me. So I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that's that's definitely definitely a struggle for me because I mean isolation. And I and I don't do it to avoid people. I do it because that's what I do. I mean, it's it's how I get work done. You just isolate. So I mean, I don't know if you guys have been there, but it's it's tough. Well, you you mentioned prayer. We uh, I gave a, a devo on that the other night. Um, and oh, hold up, I, let me steal the outline. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like we don't put enough emphasis on how powerful prayer is, because uh, you and I can't have a proper relationship if we don't talk. Yeah. It's the same way with with our um, our relationship with God. You know, he he knows everything that we do. He sees it all. He you know knows how you tick. Yeah. Um. So it's only. I mean, it's we just, we need to you know be stronger in our in our relationship with Him. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, when and when you think about our prayer life, guys, and. You know, Brandon, when we talk about it, it's almost like with the communication. And that's, again, since we're talking about what we struggle with, communication is one of of my things, too. Because, again, it's just so easy to just isolate. But when you think about with God, you know, he expects us to talk to him. 
right? Pray without ceasing, like First Thessalonians. But also, like, we can't have a proper relationship if we don't let him talk to us, though. So I think we can we can be out of balance. And again, Brandon, you know, Brandon, what do you think about this as your thoughts of being in imbalance in that communication level with God? As far as prayer goes? Yeah, because it's so easy. It's so easy to just find yourself out of balance because we can pray all day. But then after we pray, we don't read, we don't study. So it's like it's always it's almost like it's always a one sided relationship problem. Yeah. Um, I mean, considering that God doesn't literally talk, well, he doesn't talk to me literally. No, yeah. <laughs> Not literally. Guys, but... <laughs> <laughs> Not me. The um, voices are back. <laughs> <laughs> the voices are in my head again. <laughs> considering that, um, it is hard to listen for God. And I think instead of like listening in the way we understand listening, we got to. Uh, maybe use use our physical eyes and and look for changes in our life. Look yeah. for windows. So maybe even a, a tragedy that might happen. Maybe that's God giving an answer to a prayer in one way or another. Ooh. And it's it's hard to see, but sometimes you don't get an answer. You know, yeah, sometimes it, he won't say anything. It's hard. It's hard. You have some on it. Uh, I was gonna say. I mean, he obviously he doesn't talk to you know us physically which I think is what a lot of people have or have, have like uh, disconnect That's with true. Uh, when it comes to terms of Christianity, but he talks back through the word. That's it. Um, now, obviously it's not going to be the answer you may, you may be looking for, uh, but he gives an answer. Nonetheless, yeah. there is always an answer. Yeah, There's an answer. There's a, and the hardest thing about it is with the answer, it's hard to accept it sometimes. So now, you know, think about what I remember Avery did something on, on Paul, right? With his thorn in the flesh, Lord, take it away, Lord, take it away, Lord, take it away. And he said, no, you know, my grace is sufficient for thee. So, I mean, a part of, and it's so hard as you, as we all grow together and try to be better men and all that stuff, it's hard sometimes to accept the answer. And I think that's why with the squid example, that's why we hold on to what we got. Because this is what I see right now, and I'm not letting this go. But when you let whatever that is go, then it's almost like you have to accept that it's gone. And that's so tough. Because sometimes I think we'd rather stay in pain and hold something rather than let it go and accept it. And that's the best thing. So I think that control is so hard. But again, that's something that we all got to gotta work, work on for learning how to let go. That's, that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the third thing. Here's the last one I want to look at. The third reason I think why it's, it's tough to let go is the unknown, the unknown. So I don't know if you guys, I mean, here in Illinois and Missouri, we hit some fog a lot. So, I mean, as you're driving in that fog, you literally can't see anything like at all. So the reason why it's so hard to let go of stuff is because we know the moment I let this go, I'm back in the fog. I'm back at square one. So I, I tell my, I tell everybody, I hate playing those board games that you like work so hard, so hard, and then one roll, one yeah. bad card, back to start. Yeah, <laughs> I hate the oh, dude, so much. But like that's how it feels like in life. Like you go to a new situation, you go to new jobs, you go to new places, and you come in with 
you know, optimism about that job, optimism about school, optimism about certain things in your personal life. And then the card pulls and then the dice rolls and then things happen. And then you're literally back at square one. So it's almost like you'd rather not let go and lose than I'm not starting over. Like, I'm just not going to do it. So, I mean, you guys ever struggle with that concept of, like, I got to go back. Like, I'm, I'm back at square one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's, like, reoccurring sin in my life. It's, like, you know, I had words and I lost them. <laughs> but you work so hard to overcome it for so long like you go you know three four months that yeah. particular sin and then you slip up and you're back to square one you're back and that's very discouraging but you gotta remember that's that's part of the journey i mean we're all we're mm. all humans and we're going to slip up yeah no matter what it is and you just you have to keep going no matter how many times you get set back because that's what matters that's what counts in the end yeah, that's good. You got anything on, on that concept? Uh, yeah, I got to tell me to turn the mic a little bit. To <laughs> yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Uh, not to cut away from your time. <laughs> you're sitting right next to it. But uh, you've, you've had Josh Robinson on, on yeah. these things before. Yeah. So uh, he, uh, we had a Devo at their house a couple weeks ago, and he, he mentioned something that you should always be improving. Yep. Uh, he used to study with someone who, I, I guess, in a sense, I was cussing. And, uh, you know, it's like, well, you've, you've, you've done that today. Well, what about three months ago? Were mm-hmm. you doing that? You know, we just need to constantly be, uh, improving. Um, even, even just when it gets hard, cause it's always hard. Oh yeah. It's, it's never going to be easy. Oh yeah. Um, especially if you've been through, if you've been through the ringer, I was, I was going to bring up your, uh, your podcast that you had a while ago with L. Oh, dude! Oh, yeah. Um, and you oh, brought yeah. up uh, Spider Man. Oh, yeah. And I, oh, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about the Aunt May one. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go spoilers. I thought you were gonna go into uh, when he was about to kill uh, uh, Green Goblin. Oh, and he's yeah. got that thing over oh, him. Yeah. And, and that then, was good too. Um, the Tony Parker Spider Man is just, don't do it. <laughs> don't do you, it. You're gonna regret it. It's like don't slip into this like de- depressed dude that you are. Don't sink down to his level, you know. Uh-huh. Just because he killed someone doesn't mean that you can't too, you know. Dude. But it gets I mean, and I talked to a buddy of mine because they do like a uh like a superhero podcast yeah. and then they put, you know, biblical principles in there. It's I mean, we had some conversations pretty late into the night, like two, three in the morning, where when certain things happen to you. So think about Spider Man. Let's just let's just go there. Yeah. Let's just go there since we're there. <laughs> so you think about him. His motive was always good for everybody, for the city, for Mary Jane, for his aunt, for Harry, for everybody. But sometimes his execution on doing what he thought was best was wrong. So when that happened, then, you know, certain things started happening in his life. And now they view him as the villain. But in his mind, I'm just trying to help y'all. Yeah. So now think about how easy it is for good women, for good men to become villains. I mean, dude, it's it's so easy because when you have the intention of, I mean, think about Peter. Peter could have easily become a villain. I failed all these times. I've done this. I've done that. I can't do this. Then he said, you know what? Forget it. 
you know, I'm just going to do what I wanted. He could have been Judas. Yeah. But he used, like Josh said, he used those failures. And he had a lot of them. But he used it for the glory of God. I think when we find ourselves back at square one, I mean, we got to sit there and say, okay, how can, how can I get better from this? You know, how can I grow from this? Now, that hurts. That pro- I'm telling you all, like, a lot of times we try to put a quick band-aid on it. You know, let me go have fun. Let me go do this. Mm-hmm. We don't want to face the hurt. But, dude, to sit there every night and face that, it's tough, but you're growing. You're growing. Yeah. You, you bring up square run. Sorry, square one. Yeah. Hey, the first thing that popped in my mind was uh, Moses and the Ten Commandments. Mm. When he comes off uh, Mount Sinai with, with the tablet, and he comes down, and they're worshiping the golden calf. And he's, you know, he's... He brought them out of Egypt for a reason, and he's like, "You've, what, Aaron? He's like, what have you done, dude? He's like, you've, you've pretty much just done away with what I've tried to build. Yeah, you know, because you've, you've atoned to the people, and you didn't listen to me. You know, man, and you have some on that before we keep going. Uh, yeah, um, I think it's really easy for us to, after the failure, we stop." Was all our momentum, and then we turn around and look at all of our past failures. Oh yeah! Instead of continuing to face forward, and we view those past failures as insurmountable sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And here, here's one thing that um, I think can help our listeners, and maybe you guys here. It's something that I'm trying to trying to do. So when we find ourselves failing, and a lot of things can fail, right? Job, work, personal stuff, relationships, every a lot of things can be in that failure box. Mm-hmm. So, the moment you fail, I heard from Michael Jordan's trainer. I'm reading his book right now. He says what Michael did, what was really good, all those years before he won those six straight championships, he lost five, six straight years over and over and over and over. And over. So, he said he didn't jump up and ask for a trade. He didn't go up and, and complain to management and say, I want to get out of here. He stayed on the ground. So, he said, when you fail... Stay on the ground for a while. You know, a lot of people say, when you fail, just get back up. Get back on the horse. No. No, 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 no. When you fail, stay down there. Understand why you're down there. What happened when you were down there so you don't have to do it again. Because if you get up instantly and get it and try to be real happy again, you're going to fall the same way you fell. So as we talk about, like, starting from the beginning, I think a lot of times we fail because we try to get up too quick. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, think about Peter. I mean, when, when he walked on water, Jesus held his hand, but it was a while before we see Peter trying something again. Peter didn't just instantly the next chapter. All right, I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm ready to walk on water. No, you're not. You're not ready yet. So, I mean, just talk about, you know, Dylan, the, the development process of faith through failure. Um, well, uh, wisdom will teach us, obviously, that uh, in order to succeed, you know, you have to fail. Yeah. Uh, but. I think this is one thing that we were talking about as well um, when we had our, I'm just going to keep calling it the hive mind or mind meld. Uh, but uh, I think I mentioned self-reflection. Yes. It's very hard to do. It's hard. There is it's hard a, work, man. Yeah, and you, tried to, you, you mentioned trying to get up immediately after you fail. Nope. There's a reason you keep failing. Yep. And if you don't sit back and you look, you don't figure it out, you're not going to get up. I mean, look at, there's a reason why, you you know, you watch all the high school. I'm just going to call it the high school typical movies, like football, like Friday Night Lights or something like that. And uh, you see that they, all right, we're doing the playback. He's like, what are we going to do this time? Yada, yada. You know, there's a reason why we, we train, we practice. 
we, we yeah. you know, we read, we study it's in order to be better. You, you got to constantly be improving. Yeah. It's, and one thing else, you know, I saw someone say there was a girl who was playing uh, college basketball. She won the championship last year, but this year she lost. So uh, before Kobe passed, um, he said, hey, so let's let's figure this out. So they're sitting there about to watch film. He turns it on and she turns it off. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. And so Kobe said, that's your problem. We never want to see ourselves as the problem. It's so easy when things in our lives fail. If he or she would have done this better, it would have worked. If if they would have done this, it would have worked. If they would have said it would have worked. What about you, though? You know, what about me? That's a part of that self-reflection of, okay, I understand, you know, everybody else had their role, but what about my role? You know, it always takes two to tango. So yeah. it's not always just one person's fault. It's all, okay, what did I do wrong? And it takes some time to, to really sit there and be like, okay, what did I do wrong? How can I improve? How can I get better? So, I mean, before we move on, um, Brandon, just talk about the the mindset of just sitting there and reflecting on your failure. That's tough. It's, it's hard work. It's very tough. It's very hard. Right. Um, for me, I'm a pretty, naturally a pretty quiet person. I like to be alone. I like to preach. Just sit and think. I mean, yeah. Preach. You two are the opposite of me. I'm pretty public. Oh, dude, I, I can be. Oh, preach. That's good stuff. <laughs> so when when something makes me mad or something. I realized that I said something I should, shouldn't have or I thought something I shouldn't have or did something I shouldn't have. I kind of, I just sit there and think about it. Yeah. And for me, it, it comes pretty easy to reflect on those things because I just naturally beat myself up over it. So Did we just become best friends? <laughs> Literally, that's what I... Do, do I we... need to leave? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I literally I had a conversation. Going on here. It's happening. It's blossoming right in front of your eyes. Like literally, I just had that conversation. With, whenever I fail at anything or I lose at something, I can sit here and I can still improve and go to school and all. But I will sit here all day and be like, "Man, I messed up." Like, "Man, I lost." Like, "Man, I, I didn't get it right. right." And I will sit there for months, dude. For a month now, I can improve, but it, it, up it eats you up, and mm-hmm. it's almost like. You know, a championship. You're glad you won, but I remember the losses more than the wins. I remember every loss more than the wins. So, I mean, it gets hard, but sometimes with scripture, if we stay there in that mindset, you know, Second Peter chapter 3, we can't necessarily grow in the grace of knowledge if we stay in that zone. And so here's the last thing I want to mention uh, on this pod is a part of the unknown about letting go is – Sometimes we don't want to let go because I don't want to walk into nothing. I don't want to walk into nothing. So when you talk about it, um, so think about the things that we failed at, whether recently or in the past. So when we failed at those things, whatever they are, how much easier was it to try to find ways to fix it rather than letting it go and you start over. I'm going to let you. Could you, could you like elaborate on that? So, so, so like from, so like from Peter's perspective, right? Okay. So let's say, you know, we try to walk on water, we fail. Okay. Then tomorrow, you know, uh, I deny him. And then the next day 
you know, I tell him, I don't want you to go. And he says, get behind me, Satan. Then the next day I say, well, I would never deny you. And he says, you know what, tomorrow you're going to do it. So then it's almost like you, you're like, why am I trying? You know, because obviously I can't get this right. So what's the purpose of trying? Then, I mean, I'll just be like Judas. So, I mean, think about the concept of like with Peter, how easy is it just to give up? I, I've tried so many times. I've tried so many times at this, but it just, it doesn't work. So I guess it's just not for me. I think we have a lot of people in that mind space where I've tried this for years. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. This never works. So I'm always, but you know, what does work me being by myself in here. Right. So it's so easy to isolate. So kind of, kind of talk about where Peter could have gone, but kind of talk about where he actually went. Well, I think it talking about how, um, we tend to uh, well, Peter kept failing over and over again, and we tend to kind of assume that the the fact that we're failing means that what we're trying to succeed at is not the right path, yeah, and I think that calls back to trying to bring out the control or trying to grab onto the control like the girl with the squid. That example keeps coming up. That's great. I'm gonna use that in the sermon. I'm gonna use that. That's a great. It's 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 weird. I just heard it randomly. I was like, I'm gonna use that. Squid pad, man. (laughs) It was an interesting catchphrase. But realizing that even if you fail over and over and over again, the point isn't to not fail. The point is trying to not Mm. fail. And if you keep stumbling if like peter kept stumbling i mean if at some point he had stopped trying which he didn't obviously yeah preach the first gospel sermon if he had Acts stopped two. trying it would be very easy for someone like peter to stop trying i think like you said and very easily become someone like judas judas he i mean as far as we know he failed one time and it was too much it was too much for him to bear we can't be like that. We have to, even if you fail, you got to keep going. Yeah. That's success is not, we can't be perfect. We yeah. can't be perfect. We've got to keep trying to be perfect, even though we can't be. Yeah. Dylan, you got something on that? Yeah, I'm going to use a, uh, I'm throwing my work in as an analogy here. <laughs> so, and you also reference, I think, uh, I'm just going to keep referencing your episodes. I don't remember which yes. one it was, but it was, uh, Shameless plug. you, uh, <laughs> you did, um, someone comes to you and builds a chair or you, you go to a master carpenter oh, yeah, 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 yeah. which by the way <laughs> i wanted to say i didn't mean to say it here but woodworkers it's a different that's good that's <laughs> but good in, in construction or in carpentry like i'm going to use trim for example there's different ways to do different things yeah like for trim um you can you can either do like flat flat 45 45 which makes a 90 or you cope it um there are so many ways to solve different problems and sometimes if you you know if you're around people who are like they, they've been around it in a while they'll figure out ways and you'll just sit there and go what, i why didn't i think of that yeah. you're like you're a genius <laughs> and it's just like um but we need um i forgot where i was gonna go with this but um there's different we, ways yeah, i kind of like that diff- there's different ways i kind of like that um just because you're trying one way to fix a problem doesn't mean that it's honestly the right way. Um, mm. Kind of goes back to the, you know, play by play. 
where you need to come up with if you're not if you're just keep if you keep doing the same thing over and over again it's not going to work yeah but then it's also that's also the definition of insanity isn't it yeah yeah you keep yeah. doing the same thing over and over again and then you still get the same results yeah you know you keep Ooh. say for example you keep going to the same person or you, you get somebody in your church who you keep going to them and you um you know that maybe they're not a, you know quote unquote christian mm. and you keep trying the same tactic it's not it's not gonna work it's not gonna work you gotta find different people you gotta get other uh other inputs yeah so and sometimes it's better to get other inputs before making a decision and not immediately making a decision that's that's genius yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and so kind of as we close here's kind of the last thought so you know i think about and we talked about this i think at our last one our last study from luke 15 or the previous one um when you think about the father right from luke 15 it must have been so hard for him to let his son go but you think about it from that perspective who's to say that tomorrow when his son said hey let me get my money and let me go i know he said he went to a far country but who's to say the father didn't know what he was doing yep there he is you see him over there yep there he is you know who's i mean he could have had the father could have had a messenger over there and then the messenger could have came to the father yep i saw him in town today you know he's He's doing all right, but he's he's kind of out there right now. But I mean, you think about how the father loved him. Sometimes love is letting go. So going back to the squid, <laughs> going back to the squid. Sometimes I mean, if you if you hold on too tight, then you think you're showing love, but you're really killing whatever that is. So the great thing about the father is the father let the son go. But the amazing thing about it is the son has a choice to come back. So I think a lot of times with that control, we don't want to let go because we don't want the um, we don't want the possibility of them going to a far country without us. But then maybe they need to go. Maybe they need to go out there and see that this isn't it. Then when they come back, it's not you puppeting them. It's them choosing you now. So now the father's beautiful and letting us make our choices, do what we want to do. But when we finally choose him, he runs right towards us. So it's an amazing. So I think letting go is actually a skill that we need. So, I mean, this has been, this has been great. I've got sermons out of this. Mm -hmm. we've, get, we've talked about squids. We've <laughs> talked about voices in our heads. <laughs> we've talked about a lot of things. We're yeah. not insane. We promise. We promise. I might be. <laughs> I'm also there too. <laughs> <laughs> but man, like I appreciate you guys and and it's it's really good to see guys that really want to try to grow and get better. And every time I have the opportunity because I know what it's like to be, you know, a Christian guy trying to do what's right and you're you're by yourself. I know what that feels like. So every opportunity I have to tell a guy that he's that he's living right, that he's trying to be the right type of guy, yes he fails, yes he's not perfect, but he keeps going. Those are my type of guys. So I appreciate you guys and what you guys are doing. Looking forward to keep growing with you guys over these next couple months and as we, you know, grow together more in this group. So thanks for being on, guys. Appreciate thanks you guys. Thanks for letting us. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> appreciate you guys. Here so, we go. Lord willing, what's today? Sunday? Yes. Yes. Uh, the, uh, I'm the 20th. 20th. Is it the 20, the 22nd? 22nd. So yeah. we're going to be back probably like Friday-ish with another podcast. I got a couple guys coming on. I think maybe uh, 
maybe Christian and Tucker. So we'll see. But uh, we'll appreciate you guys. And Lord willing, we'll see you guys then.